You're listening to Before Anyone Else. So you think you're ready for kids, featuring Christina Dupa. another episode of Before Anyone Else. I'm Joyce. I'm your host for today's episode. And I'm actually joined by a special guest, Christina Depa. And I'm so happy to have you here, Christina, as you are an entrepreneur, um, the owner of Couture Kitten, the blog, and well-known as an Ottawa, Ontario lifestyle blogger. Like on top of all that, you're also a mom and about to be a mom of two. Um, and juggle this relationship with your husband. So um, I'm so excited to just like discuss that, unpack it. Like what does a relationship look like in all of this? Um, But before we start, if you could just give everyone a bit of introduction, a deeper introduction um, about who you are and what you do in this space. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. Um, So yeah, as uh, Joyce said, my name is Christina Dapa. Um, I would consider myself a multi-passionate social entrepreneur, also a writer. Um, and so I have a blog, a blog, and I also have a, an Instagram page that I monetize. Um, as well, I do some freelance writing. Um, I've done writing for outlets such as um, Elle Magazine, Flare Magazine, um, and upcoming, have an article coming out in the kit, um, which is a lifestyle Canadian publication. That's kind of... Uh, where I dabble. Um, yeah. So I've been blogging for about 10 years now and, um, I've been able to, uh, turn an income from my more or less what began as side hustles and it brings me to kind of where I am, where I am today. And you're also a mom, like on top of all of that. And, um, as this is a relationship podcast, we ask every single one of our guests to just give us a bit of background about your relationship history and where you are now, just a bit more context. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, motherhood is like a huge part of, um, what defines me. Um, I would say I'm a mom before anything. Um, being a wife is also something that I've been able to draw great joy from. Um, I'm like, I think it's, uh, I, I get a lot of joy from, you know, my family and, um, I started dating my now husband perhaps, uh, 10 years ago and we've been married for five years. Uh, and so that has been great. And even in talking about, um, entrepreneurship and blogging, I would say that my husband has been such a great help and um, he's been my main photographer since uh, beginning. And so <laughs> it's funny because we joke and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I didn't have you, you know, so consistently um, available and if we didn't have this long-term relationship, like who would be taking my pictures? Um, and even though it's a joke, it's, there's so much truth to it. And so, uh, yeah, he's, he's been a big, a major key in, uh, helping me for sure get to where I am. Um, my daughter's three. I am pregnant currently with another due in January. So about three more months to go and I'll become a mother of two. Uh, so yeah, just trying to figure out what it's going to look like when we transition from one child to two um, with work and family life. 
I've actually heard this thing a few times that like the the change from one child to two is like so dramatic. Like once you have two, you can easily have like a hundred. Like you might as well have a zoo. Like that. <laughs> like that's basically the equivalent. Um, I don't know if you heard the same thing. Yeah, I've heard that too. We'll we'll see how it goes. That is so cool. I'm so excited to have someone like you on the podcast. Like knowing that you guys have been together for five years is awesome. Um, And like I think about my own relationship being engaged for a year already because uh, of COVID. I know there's been so many of those. Um, But like celebrating like our one year engagement anniversary and thinking about what the future holds, like what marriage life looks like um is so interesting so i hope that and i was saying like before we started recording like i hope that i can bring um uh the right questions to you that other people in like a similar boat are also thinking um other kind of fears and worries around marriage life and how that might change a relationship and as well as like you know when you have a kid like what does that how does that change your relationship um so yeah I'm so excited to to get talking like I don't know it's therapeutic for me (laughs) I'm all I'm all in for myself here So with that, like there's so much to unpack here about becoming a parent because it's such a huge deal. Like it's a major change in a person's life. And as well, in your case, you're also um, married to your husband and and in that relationship. So I assume that your relationship has also had to adjust and adapt to this new normal. Um, And in this episode, I'm hoping we can discuss what that was like and leave the audience with some things to think about if they're Mm -hmm. also considering starting a family um, like the one that you have. So just jumping straight into it, when you look back um, maybe early on in your relationship or maybe even before you met your husband, did you always see children in your future? Like knowing that a family is what you wanted at some point and knowing that you needed a partner who was aligned in that same thinking? Um, so even going a little bit further back, um, I would say even before I started dating my husband, I knew kind of somewhere in the back of my mind that I would like children one day, but it wasn't this pressing thing like, oh, it needs to happen by this age. And, you know, it wasn't something that I thought about often. I just, um, I loved so much growing up with siblings that I definitely knew that I would love to create that for other little people. And so, um, that's kind of like where that desire, um, came from. And then, um, I got to a point in date and just dating where I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to get married. I don't even know if I want children. Um, and then I did. Yeah. And then fast forward to meeting my husband who, um, you know, just changed my mind about like so many things just in his character. Um, it just made it so much easier for me to then see that when we began dating, it was like a no brainer. I just knew he'd be such a great, um, partners, such a great person to raise little ones with. He's just such a grounded person with such a great, gentle, patient character. It was, it was a no brainer. And so at that point, um, when we first got together pretty early on, I would say we knew that we would have a family someday. Um, and we pretty early on, we knew that we would get married too. 
That is so sweet, like so nice to hear and so powerful as well. Like before that thinking, uh, nah, not too sure before meeting him, not having that kind of front of mind um, uh-huh. or not something that you're as interested in um, as maybe you once were. And then meeting someone and have them kind of open you up to something that you may have closed yourself off to previously. Like, right. I think that kind of speaks to just the power of truly finding the right person for you. Absolutely. Um, like that is so cool. <laughs> um, And so like, because you sort of, I don't want to say like flip flopped, yeah. <laughs> but you were unsure thinking like, I may, I might, I mm-hmm. might not. Um, and then you meet someone and think, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever have a timeline attached to this part of your life? Like, and like, did that timeline change um, in regards to like when you were going to start a family and, and meet someone and all of that? Because mm-hmm. I can speak for myself and maybe many other women who have done this, where you have this um, kind of map in your mind saying, I'm going to school, I'm going to meet Mr. Wright, I'm going to find some smart man, we're going to get married, have tons of kids right out of school, we're going to be millionaires, and that's how I'm going to be able to afford this lifestyle at 21. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And then life comes and uh, doesn't play out the way I had it uh, planned. And I'm wondering if you've had similar experiences in terms of like placing timelines on these kinds of things. Um, That's a good question. I definitely understand where um, the timeline or kind of why that timeline um, thing gets to people. And I could definitely, um, you know, empathize, empathize with, uh, you know, feeling like you're racing against a clock. Uh, but I would say in my personal experience, it wasn't like that. And sometimes it's hard for me to understand why it wasn't like that. I, I try to go back to where I was at that point in life. And um, I think I was just so confused about so many other things that might be it. Just trying to sort through like, you know, my university situation, like, um, you know, like I had a couple of challenges when I was there and, you know, just trying to press through and finish and even sorting through like other things that were going on in life. I I just think that wasn't the case for me, but I completely get, um, where that comes from. And I, I, you know, my heart goes out to kind of like anyone who feels like there's like a timeline thing, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't my situation. I just, yeah, I just kind of like rolled with what was happening in my life and, everything kind of fell into place when it should. Yeah. Well, like that's valid though. Like when there are competing priorities, other things are just more important. Um, Mm -hmm. And in a way I almost think it's a privilege to have husbands and family planning as a stressor in a young woman's life. Like, but I do feel sorry for those girls as well. Like, some of that pressure I know stems from yourself. It's internal um, while some of it is external. It's family, it's your friend group. It's what society expects of women, which like they're all challenging to deal with. But I love the fact that you were open to it and it came when it was meant to come. Like there's definitely beauty in that too. Mm -hmm. So moving away from those kind of timelines, Once you've met your husband and, you know, early on, as you say, like, yep, we're having kids. Yep. We're getting married. Like chop, chop, let's do Mm -hmm. it. Like, what did you get? Wait, actually, did you meet in university or was it after? Like, how did you guys meet? 
Yeah. So that's the thing. I've known my husband since I was 11 years old. Stop it. Uh, yes. So which is why um, I think it was also really easy for me to say early on that, you know, like, because two weeks after we started dating, he told me like, I'm going to marry you. Like, I hope you know that. And it wasn't like if anybody else had told me that I would like run the other way, but coming from him, um, especially at the point where I was in my life and just, um, you know, in many things that were happening internally to me, I just knew that to be so true. I was like, yeah, it's, you're probably right. We're probably going to end up getting married. Um, and so, yeah, we've been friends, um, since I was, or actually since I was 10 and he was 11. So, um, I, we've known each other. I lived in the States for a very long time, even in me living in the States with my family. Cause my, my father was a professor out there. We kept in touch and we were close. And John was like the, the friend, John is my husband. He was a friend who, I would kind of tell like all my issues and problems to you. Like he was just that like He's American guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just that guy and he was so consistent as a friend and he's just always been like so grounded and I, I always admired that. And so, um, yeah, making that transition was definitely something different, uh, to experience, you know, coming from such a strong friendship and, uh, but I think we did it well. We took our time and yeah, here we are today. <laughs> Still going strong. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Like having someone who was a constant in your life is so lovely. And mm -hmm. I was actually asking you that because um, as you were talking earlier about some of the challenges you faced during university um, and even when we were talking uh, before the episode started about your career so far, mm -hmm. um, I was thinking like there are those like biological timelines, you know, a woman's biological clock that sometimes um, people factor into their decision to whether to have a family or not have a family. Uh -huh. um, but sometimes it's our own careers and our passions that also influence that decision um, or the decision right. not to go down that path. So I was wondering if between you and John, like when you were thinking about starting a family as you knew you wanted to, did your career or his career kind of factor into that decision? No, not at all, actually. Um, and the thing that the thing that we wanted to make sure of before we had children was that we felt like we'd spent enough time independently as a couple. And I guess in our situation, it's a bit different because it wasn't necessarily to get to know each other. Um, cause I guess we, we've been friends for so long. So we knew each other. Well, maybe it was now that I'm thinking about it. Cause we'd known each other, um, very intimately as friends. And so we, after making that transition, um, I, we wanted to make sure that we knew each other, um, as intimately as, um, you know, like, romantic, uh, in a romantic context. So that was kind of our only concession. Like we want to make sure we um, have taken enough time to kind of just like hang out, get to know each other, uh, date each other in the context of marriage, like have like really like tough conversations about like children. Like, um, I'm a big, like, I don't know, communication to me is like everything I need to talk things like all the way to the bare bones. And so 
I just love to know, like, what do you really feel about, you know, topic A or topic B? And so um, we waited almost, let's see, maybe almost three years before we had our first daughter. Yeah, our first child. Uh, and yeah, that was at the point when we felt like we were like, okay, like we've, we've, you know, it's been fun alone. Now let's like add to this, this crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so funny. Like I have friends who've been there and said like, I want to enjoy some me and him for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just like, I always wonder like, how do you make the decision? Like, yep, this has been cute, but you know, now it's time to add this permanent human being into our lives. Like how does one make that leap? Yeah. So I guess going into that, like, did you have any concerns or I guess fears about becoming a parent? Like how did you approach that conversation with your husband? And uh, I guess like when or how were you able to decide that like, yes, we've had our time. This has been fun so to speak and now it's time to move on to this next stage yeah absolutely I think there's so much unknown in like deciding to have a family or like being even for a woman like being pregnant and carrying this child that's like moving inside of you and um you know you know something is gonna eventually come out of you know this huge belly that you have but you have no context because you've never been a mom or you've never been pregnant or done it before. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, for sure, I would say fear, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of fear. Absolutely. But I think, um, it's just one of those things for me. Um, I have a really strong faith and I just, um, you know, the things out of my control, I just leave it to God. Um, I pray about it. I, just kind of like meditate on what um, God is speaking to me because um, otherwise the the alternative is, you know, to kind of go into like a dark, like I can't figure it all out, you know? And so I, 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 uh, I do what I can with what I'm given and the rest, I kind of just leave it, kind of just leave it to God. I don't know if that's a great answer, but it's, it's just, it's really like my truth. It's just, I'm just kind of nonchalantly, okay, like I'm scared, but let's just see what happens. And you just kind of jump in with your eyes closed and hope that you, you come back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense for sure. Like there are certain things that are within our control and uh, certain things outside of that. And although like as humans, we want to understand and control it all. Um, I think uh-huh. there definitely needs to be that distinction, right? Like this is to the universe, to God. And what uh-huh. I do have control over is my present day is how I care for this child. Like this, I know. Right. Um, so there's definitely power in that, but I will say like, I do find it interesting that, um, when asked if you had any fears or concerns about becoming a parent, you actually focused on the action or like the, the physiology of it, like the fear of, I don't know. Oh my God. Like something is about to come out of me at some point. Um, and so with that, like, I assume (laughs) that you weren't as nervous or, um, anxious about actually parenting, um, and the changes that like that would require. 
Um, yeah, I, I think, I just think it might just be the way my brain works. Like I really kind of just move with life, um, in increments, like one step at a time, kind of like we cross that bridge when we get there. Um, is it something that I thought about? Like is parenting a child or children and equipping them for the world and making sure that, you know, I can do my best to, you know, make sure they're without trauma. Like there's just so many things obviously that go into parenting. Was that something that maybe I think about or, you know, just kind of like um, browse over quickly? Absolutely. But it wasn't anything that I was like super fixated on. I think for me, it was like, okay, I have to deliver this child. And I've heard so many things about, um, you know, delivery and the associated pain and, um, like let's, let's get this child out. And then we kind of like deal with what comes thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that. Like I take life in increments. I love it. Um, okay. So I'm going to be a bit random, but I'm just super curious. Um, and I don't know if other people are as interested in this kind of stuff as I am, but here I go. Um, yeah, like okay. as you're about to be a mom of two uh-huh. in January, like people say that you just like don't remember the pain of childbirth, uh-huh. and that's why people keep having children. And I'm wondering if that's true or if that's been uh-huh. um, true for you, or like, are you right. just as nervous about delivering your second child as you were your first? You know what? There is kind of like a a graceful amnesia that takes place, which is for our benefit. And I think it's just like, it is the way that it needs to be for, you know, people, for women to want to expand their family. Um, when I think about my, my experience giving birth, I always say, I remember it being extremely painful, but I can't even, I cannot go into um, detail about what that pain felt like. And I even think during it, the sensation of pain, it's, it's a, it's a pain that you've never experienced. And it's not like any other pain you've ever experienced. And so therefore I think it's really hard to language it as well, which I, again, I believe it's for our benefit. Um, so it just kind of becomes this ambient dull, memory in the back of your head where, you know, it wasn't pleasant, but, um, the child that, you know, you get after you go through the process is just, just like, you love them so much that I think the love also covers the pain in a way. Like, you're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like let's do this again. And for me, um, I find it so much more exciting this time around because my daughter is going to have a sibling and just the idea of like your kids having, you know, like other kids that are just like blood relative, like, it's just, it's so lovely to me. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I want like, I, I understand where before I didn't understand why people would want these humongous families. Now I'm like, Oh, I totally get it because it's like the bond that your kids create. Right. Like, yes, it's going to be difficult to have a big family, but like, oh my gosh, like when you see them interacting, it's just like, it's all worth it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make it sound so beautiful. Like, 
I know that there's probably like a rise in pregnancies during this time, like the COVID babies, but you make it sound so peaceful. Like everything's all right. Like it's beautiful. Right. Um, (laughs) But I haven't always felt like that. You know, I just, uh, even when, when it comes to having a, like a huge family, like I, I thought maybe two max, like, like really like two max, like I don't want anything more, but, uh, you evolve, you just, you change a lot, even in the first, just my daughter's going to be three in December. So even in just the first three years of her life, the past three years, I, I just think I've become such a different person. Like I'm not the same person that I was back then. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that also speaks to how life is meant to work. Right. Um, like we're ever evolving creatures and certain things like this, um, Mm -hmm. like these big moments and changes definitely catalyze those changes, um, in ourselves. And I don't know, I'm just so interested in that kind of stuff. Like I love hearing about different people's journeys and to building their families. Like every story is unique, um, which is super fascinating to me. And like with that, like, could you talk about I guess, time period after you find out you're pregnant, we know hubby's super excited. Like, <laughs> what are some of the changes that you notice in your relationship, but like during pregnancy? Um, and like what I'm trying to get to or, or get at is you probably hear people talk about um, like hormone imbalance and being super like irate and just like easily agitated during pregnancy. And honestly like the image that is sort of like portrayed is this like husband sort of hate waiting like hand on foot um to his wife Uh you know like anything his girl needs he's got to be ready for it yes um but i know like that's not the only story so um like what was your relationship like during pregnancy yeah absolutely for so um, for this pregnancy, I guess I'll speak to this one specifically because I think this one was a little bit more significant. Any changes were sig- more significant than the first. Um, I kind of started out this pregnancy like extremely depressed. And so for me, the hormones translated into like um, just sadness. And I didn't understand. I didn't know I was pregnant at that time and I didn't understand what was going on. And it was also in the midst of COVID. And so I think I immediately went to, oh, it's because of this pandemic and you're just not in your routine. And um, a lot of things were happening at that time as well. Like we were um, building a home and there was like some stresses associated with building the home. And uh, yeah, there's just like a lot going on and a lot of unknown because we had just gone into lockdown when I found out I was pregnant. Um, and so actually finding out I was pregnant was such a relief because I was like, okay, this kind of explains why I'm feeling this way. And it's just the hormones reacting, um, in this odd way this time around, which is, I didn't experience that at all the first time. Um, and so that was like an immediate change. And I think that absolutely affected the the dynamic of my husband and I's relationship because I was a different person. I was, um, I tend to be, you know, pretty optimistic, I think, um, for most things, but you know, I, I, I think I had spiraled into this like really dark kind of like, Ooh, like nothing's going to work out, um, place 
of which was really different to who I tend to normally be. Um, and so that was, I think um, it was definitely tricky and something that was a challenge for my husband to navigate, but um, yeah, he's just the, like, honestly, I feel like I'm just going to be raving about him this whole interview, which is really <laughs> like, yeah, but he's just, he's just the greatest. Like he's so patient and he's so encouraging. And so it, it he makes, you know, challenging moments really easy for me. Um, in the sense of that he's just kind of like really, um, there to hold me up and in, in moments where I need him to the most. And so, uh, that, that was great. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about fatigue during pregnancy. Like you, I don't know about other women, but I get extremely tired. Uh, and so, yeah, he absolutely has to step up in a different way uh, to do things for me that, you know, I would never really need, uh, like, you know, getting hungry at like 1am, like typically at 1am you're sleeping or maybe not eating, but you know, I get like extremely hungry at 1am. It'll like wake me up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I need food, you know, or like, uh, catering to your cravings and running around. Like I've done, you do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like I've gone around the whole city for like two hours trying to find like one thing to eat, you know, and you just have to, your partner just hopefully is going to be patient through that and willing to kind of, um, feed into what's going on, uh, with you. And so, so yeah, there are a lot of changes and I think he navigates them well. Uh, there's also something to be said about kind of this urgency. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about like nesting, but it's real. Like you just, you want to organize and you want to get everything in place. Cause you just really want to prepare for the baby. And so I think like, he's been called on a lot more to like, you know, let's hang that shelf or let's do this. Like there's a lot of projects. <laughs> like it's that, happening right now. I am yeah, tackling that. Exactly. Like we need to order this. We need to get this, like our daughter, Hannah Ray, like right now it's like all about getting her bedroom in order. Cause the baby is going to use her, her old crib. Right. So like we need to get her bedroom like up to our standard because then you know yeah otherwise the whole thing will fall apart right <laughs> yeah well that's what it does feel like that in a way it's it's odd uh, but I think it's all about it's all a part of the preparedness you know um, intrinsically we're just programmed like yeah God just has a way so He knows what we need and our hormones. Uh, our hormones come through for us in <laughs> in that way when we're pregnant. Yeah, for sure. And like you've mentioned that you're really big on communication, right? So going through a challenging time like depression, factoring in that we're in the middle of a pandemic and mm -hmm. you're pregnant, like how do you communicate that while you're struggling? Like, how do you communicate that to your husband or yeah, did you communicate that? Um, did your communication change? Did, was that impacted at all? Did it deteriorate um, while you were going through that time? Yeah, I, I certainly, I would say it certainly deteriorated. Um, there were a lot of parts about me that um, tend to be, real, um, I don't know if they're, if I would call them strong, um, things that I'm strong in, but, uh, 
those things that I, maybe I would say I'm stronger in definitely, um, took a, took a hit. And so it was, it was really hard. Cause I think he had to, at that point, then try to piece things together himself, you know, and in the moments that I could explain or go into any kind of detail, I would. Um, but yeah, at that point, my, my whole family was actually pretty involved. Um, my mom like knew that I was going through something. My sister also knew that I was going through something. So I think everyone was just deeply kind of concerned because it was really different for who I tend to normally be. And they were just like, what's going on? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, communication definitely deteriorated, but, uh, I think there was definitely a comfort in knowing that I was supported and that there were people who, you know, cared about my well-being and were concerned and were praying for me. And so, um, you know, when it all lifted, uh, I was able to then explain, you know, this is how I was feeling at that time and to give a little bit more context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's good to hear. I think so many others can relate because we all struggle at times and Mm -hmm. um, that journey is unique to every person. Um, So even though the way you communicate in your relationship changed, like once you were able to explain that you did, right? Um, And luckily you also have a husband who was able to, I don't know, kind of play a bit of detective work and notice when things weren't okay. um, And just be there regardless, even when you weren't, I guess, like your usual self. And I think that that just shows how important a solid foundation for a relationship, like both intimate, like with your partner and um, with your family and friends can really help during hard times like this. Um, Yeah, absolutely. mm -hmm. So I guess switching gears a little bit, like you already have a daughter and Uh I'm wondering like, how do you currently manage your relationship like how do you and hubby do that how does being in love and date night and all that stuff look like as parents currently yeah absolutely i think um the way that we expressed love especially in the first year um changed drastically and was um centered around making sure that we were both supported and helped in the caring in caring for our daughter. Um, and so I would say like, um, you know, where maybe like we'd always, uh, you know, go on dates or our evenings would be spent talking about something pertaining to us, you know, that's the time that we would take to kind of sort through what was going on with like the baby. And I could tell him like what I needed more of. Um, and he could kind of explain to me how he was feeling, um, in dealing with, you know, the hard, like the sleepless nights, because there's, there's a lot of exhaustion, right. That could kind of like irk you in a way or, you know, and so we, yeah, our love, our expression of, um, love, care, and affection changed. And it was routed, I would say more towards the child, but, um, the feeling of, uh, you know, the outcome of that was, was still great because I felt like in him caring about my needs and caring about, um, 
my mothering or like, you know, my struggles with like breastfeeding or whatever it might be taking a, um, an interest in that was, um, it just showed me, you know, how he is loving me through this period, through the season, um, in a new way. Right. Cause we, we've never had to navigate this before. And so it did change. Absolutely. It, it, things are not just about you guys anymore. And so that's the biggest change. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because you're deciding to have a family. And, um, I think a little bit of that should be expected. Is it hard? Is it a hard realization to come to? Absolutely. There are moments where it's like, wow, my whole life is revolving around this child. Now this is insane and this is different. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think hindsight being 2020, you realize that there are seasons in every um, moment of life and the mothering, being a first time mom is such a journey and it'll come to an end there. Like, not that it'll come to an end, but the sleepless nights will come to an end and you'll eventually begin to feel normal again. Yeah. Ex- mm-hmm. And I wonder as well, like, you're talking about that stage when um, you're actually able to sleep or, you know, um, take time for yourself. But I wonder, like, fast forward when your kids are grown and it's my mm-hmm. mom, peace out. I'm off to start my own life. Like, how do you right. and I know you work in increments, <laughs> but do you ever um, I guess I like, think about that. Um, and maybe right. you're familiar with the term like empty nest syndrome. Um, do you ever think about like what it'll look like 18, 20 years down the line in your relationship as parents? Um, uh, like when your kids are gone, because for some parents, it's, you know, after 20 years, they have to turn around and like reintroduce themselves. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, hi, my name is Joyce. I'm your wife because it's been so long. Um, do you think that far into the future? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I do think about that. Um, not so when I think about that, I think about it from a perspective of like, um, I love these kids. I love this child so much. I wonder how I'm going to feel emotionally when they are transitioning into being an adult or when they're choosing who they're going to spend the rest of their life with, or, you know, just those major life decisions, like where are they going to go off to school if they decide to go, um, that route? Like, I think I'm just always thinking about how, like, will I be emotionally equipped to deal with it? Because like this child is just like so precious to me. Um, when it comes to my husband and I, I think there's something to be said about being highly compatible and investing in your relationship, even when, Oh Lord, like even when you don't have time or even when, you know, life gets, um, hectic and crazy or when you're going through a pandemic. And I think again, with the kind of being an over communicator, it's something that like we check in a lot. Like we, for the most part, we always know what's going on, like in the other person's kind of, you know, in their brain or how they're feeling. And so, yeah, we process emotion. We talk a lot. I always initiate like, okay, you know, this feels weird. Like something feels off between us, like getting to kind of like the bare bones of it is it's just my approach. Cause I, I just need to be like free in my mind. And it's the only way for me to feel free is when I understand 
how you're feeling in a situation or why there's a little bit of friction. And when we could talk it all the way down to kind of feeling at peace with it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that we're going to get to a place or at least I hope not where we're just like, Oh, okay. Like we're getting to know each other again. I hope we continue to invest and we continue to make time to talk and yeah, it might not be, you know, a fancy dinner, but just an evening after our daughter goes to bed where we can connect over tea or coffee. It's so, it's so valuable. Yeah. And as you're talking about just how you and your husband connect, um, it's got me thinking about some of the previous episodes we've had on Before Anyone Else when we were talking about the five love languages. And I'm Uh wondering if that has changed for the both of you. So specifically, like you mentioned, he does certain things for me. And to me, that sounds like acts of service, right? So I'm wondering if acts of service uh-huh. has always been a core love language for you prior to kids or if that's what you've kind of like Im- evolved into now as a mom and um understanding like the different kind of constraints that you folks have as parents needing to prioritize um your your family right yeah i do know um, a little bit about the love languages um and i think without kids it's just a little bit easier to execute on um what, you know, your partner, um, enjoys or their sort of love language, I think, because you have so much more time to, to, to be always thinking about your, your husband or your partner or whatever it might be. Uh, so it's just, it just, I think it it happens a little bit more organically, a little bit more naturally, but then, um, I think with the added layer of kids, um, I actually would probably say I've gotten better at, understanding and really prioritizing his love language because, um, it's even more important now and even more crucial to come through in that way. Um, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It's not like, Oh my gosh, like you give birth and you're just like, yeah, I think like things don't all come together at once. Right. It's, it's a journey. And I think especially now being closer to, having, um, a three-year-old and expecting a second child, we've really kind of like tightened ship on like, okay, this is what it's going to look like between me and you. Like we're going to non-negotiably, like always make sure we spend like our Saturday evenings. Like, I mean, I know it's also a pandemic. It's probably might not work out in like when everything opens back up, but, um, for now we can spend our Saturday evenings like together and, um, you know, we're going to plan things out and just be like super intentional about things. And so, yeah, I think I've gotten better and perhaps I could say the same for him because now these things have become almost like scheduled, non-negotiable kind of like, we need to make sure we're staying connected because life is about to life is about to there's about to be an added layer to life yeah so we've talked a lot already about focusing on your child and having your relationship and love sort of revolve around your kids um but then at the same time still (laughs) offering moments where you and your husband can connect but i hear a lot of new moms say and i wonder if you've also heard this um but just like all I do is parent. I am no longer who um, I thought I was. I'm no longer my name. 
I am so-and-so Billy Sally's mom. And there seems to be this like struggle to sort of uh, find themselves again. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you do as a blogger as your own brand mm-hmm. is interesting because like I assume like that's had to change mm-hmm. with you as you've become a mother. So my question to you is one, how do you continue to discover and feel confident in who you are on the day to day? Um how do you lean into the things that bring you joy? And then lastly, like how do you mm-hmm, make time mm-hmm. for yourself and not lose your identity, which in your case is again, like very tied to your brand. Yeah. That's something that's really important to me. I'm glad you kind of went there. Uh, I think um, how it's worked out in my case is uh having a support system, which I know is not always, um, something that people have readily available. Um, but just making sure that I have trustworthy people. Like I'm, I'm just so grateful that I have my mom in the same city. I have my husband's mom. I have, uh, a husband that actually believes in me and like he cares about my identity outside of motherhood almost as much as I do. And so that absolutely helps in, um, making it a little bit easier to carve out time to, you know, um, do emails or do a podcast or whatever it might be. Right. And, and I understand like some people might not have, um, have that available. And so I can definitely, um, you know, my heart kind of goes out in that direction. I, I understand the challenges that would be associated associated with not having that. Uh, but for me, I do. And that has been like key in me being able to do anything because yeah, you know, it does taking care of the child does fall um, more heavily on me. Uh, my husband is like the primary um, breadwinner. And so in his moments of work, I'm absolutely with uh, my daughter, which I, which I do love, but it does again, take away from, the things that I loved prior to being a mom. Uh, and so, yeah, it goes back to kind of having like those conversations over and over again. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm struggling with. We need a little bit more help. Like maybe we should ask your mom to come like once a week. Like, it's just kind of like those conversations that evolve sometimes, like they change so much, you know, from week to week, our days can look different. Cause it's just, something's not working out. You know, it takes a lot of retooling, but um, just continuing to try to, to make way for, for my passions as well is, is kind of uh, what we've always settled on. We'll, we'll de- like what we've decided to always do. Yeah. The continuing theme seems to be communication um, because it, it looks like as things move very, very quickly and by not discussing things in real time, like they can grow and fester um, maybe not necessarily, I guess, um, become unmanageable, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. become larger issues and impact people in ways that maybe it wouldn't have if it had been approached and aired out earlier. Like I think of your line, like going to the bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. going to the bones about things, right? It's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's really interesting to hear that even when things are super busy and, um, 
you know, a bit chaotic. Um, there's still moments where you can connect and express to your husband, like where changes need to be made or where you kind of see, um, the need for changes to be made, um, um, or to express your need for more time, um, to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I think about like the household, um, like I think about, you know, companies that I've worked for and just like, the communication from management to, you know, staff or whatever it might be and how it's so ongoing and there's so much emailing and emphasis and you know what I mean? And I think like if, if you don't do the same thing and, you know, the fast paced um, nature of living, raising a family, being in a marriage, uh, you, you can imagine what that would look like for like a business if they just decided like, you know, like, I'm not talking about, I'm not communicating with my staff for like two months, you know, like it's, it just, yeah, to me, it seems like a little bit more, it seems clear that it's just like, we always need to kind of like talk things through and figure it, figure it out is what it needs, what it is. Like we always need to figure it out at sometimes like daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes um, monthly. It just, it's just the nature of life. That leads really well into some take-home tips as we wrap up. So we've been talking about communication, Uh right? And finding time to care for yourself and focus on yourself, um, as well as moments where you can connect with your partner, all of those Uh things being kind of key in um, starting a family with someone. Um, so as like a sort of final question, I'm wondering if you might be able to answer, like, what is one thing you wish you had known about parenting with your husband beforehand? Like certain things you didn't know were going to be a thing, um, that you didn't know would change or maybe even like require so much energy or thought, um, and like, there are probably tons, but if you could just give us like, what is one thing you wish you had known before, before uh, becoming a parent? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I anticipated just how much your children, and this might sound like weird cause it's like, obviously, but just how much your children would depend on you for like everything. I think sometimes when you're, um, just going into parenting and you think about the dynamic between like a mother and a child or a father and their child, you see it from this lens of like the child will be like more independent than they truly actually are. Children are extremely dependent. They need you for everything. And even if they can, um, in my situation, at least like, even if there are things that my daughter likes to do, sometimes they just want your love or your presence, you know, like they, they need to feel that you, you care and that you're there for them. They're highly emotional, highly irrational sometimes. And so there's a lot of like kid emotions to, to navigate through that could be, you know, physically, emotionally taxing on an adult because you don't have the same mind. Like that a child, a two-year-old is thinking with a two-year-old brain in reference to something and you're approaching it with you know, yeah, with everything sense. figured out, you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. Like with, <laughs> with sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, just also like realizing that like they're a child and they've never, 
um, existed in this world. They're, they're just, they're learning their emotions, their, the irrational crying, the, you know, the tantrums, like it's all a part of them learning and deciding that like, instead of being angry, you're going to try to help them navigate just like those details about being a parent, I think is what I wish I knew a little bit more about because it can, it can surely be hard in the moment to try to like, why, like what's going on with this kid? Like, why are they freaking out about like a straw that fell on the ground? Like just pick it, you know, like things that to you are just like so straightforward or just really are not for them. And if you don't come to a place where you really understand, like they're just learning, you could get really frustrated and angry and yeah, it's just, it's not a good place to, to potentially go as a parent. So yeah, maybe that aspect. Mm. <laughs> I think that's such a good point. Like I can only imagine the growing pains that come with raising a child for that exact reason. Um, yeah, I definitely need to work on my patience before anything like that happens. Um, anyway, like I think that that basically wraps up the episode. Um, we've talked about your relationship history with your husband you've given us a taste of what child's birth is like um and we've even gotten like really deep about what you folks do as a couple to stay afloat in your relationship um because parenting is ever-changing and challenging but also beautiful um and you've also given us some tips like those reoccurring uh themes like communication and taking time and taking time to like connect with your partner, whether it's to talk about each other and check in or whether it's like centered around your child, right? Um, but understanding that in your relationship, how you act and feel or even what you want and need is ever evolving as well. And mm-hmm. you've said so many times just how invaluable it's been to have a partner um, like your husband that's in lockstep with you and understands you and is able to take some of the punches, right? Like, or in your case, going around for two hours, um, trying to find a specific food because you're craving. (laughs) Um, But just like overall, just having someone who rolls with it, um, and is like truly a partner, a life partner, um, is, is amazing. And so that's the episode. Um, I'll ask like if you have anything else that you want to share with the audience. Um, but if not, like let the people know where they can reach you, what you've got going on. Um, yeah. What's next for Christina Depa? Yeah. Um, well, I guess people can find me um, on Instagram. That's kind of where I hang out the most these days at Christina Depa. Christina is spelled with a K. So K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-D-A-P-A-A-H. Um, and currently I'm sharing a lot about, or as much as I can at least, about uh, my new home and getting it in order and kind of taking it from this new build to a home for my family. And so it's kind of like interior design or decor has been something I've always been really into and passionate about. And this is kind of my opportunity at life to, to be an interior decorator. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, sharing on YouTube and on Instagram about my journey through that. So, uh, that's kind of it. I, I, uh, share a lot about my family as well. And so 
people like families and my daughter is quite the hit on my Instagram. People <laughs> love her. Like, She's and adorable. so I, <laughs> oh, thank you. And so I try to share her more, you know, people have actually literally like messaged me like, Oh, like, I love all this stuff you share, but can you like show your daughter more? And it's like, okay. <laughs> Trying to live vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. At least, you know, her light is touching people. So I'm, I'm yeah. so grateful for that. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. I have an article coming out, um, in, uh, the kit this month, I believe it might be next month talking about, uh, my experience with, uh, racism, actually giving birth to my daughter. So it's a lot about black maternal health. I think, um, my sources were great. I think it's a, it's a real good piece for black birthing moms to kind of read and, um, glean from. So I'll share that when it comes out on my social. So if you're on social media, if you follow me, you'll see what I'm up to. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much for chatting with before anyone else and for sharing your story. We'll definitely be on the lookout for all that you have coming up. It's super exciting. Great. Thank you so much, Joyce. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> 